Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following is paid commercial programming. The views and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi, and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Yeah, it's time to hop on the crazy train. <laughs> Welcome to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors, only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, the fan. All aboard! Ha ha ha! You're on the crazy train with the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. Well, good morning and welcome everybody to this week's edition with Danny Bush and me, Tommy the True Neubauer. Uh, we come to you every Saturday morning, as you know, from 6 to 8 a.m. We are live. We don't even talk about ahead of time what we're going to be talking about, and that's why it's coming off the top of our heads, which I must admit is a slippery slope indeed. Uh, good morning, Danny. Good morning, Greg. Uh, oh, yeah, and if people want to get in touch with us, questions, comments, 799-1250. That's 414-799-1250. What's up? Well, I don't know. It's kind of a rough morning coming in. Especially when you saw Grange Avenue closed. Yes. Then, <laughs> then I... It then I, it made an already late Dan later. <laughs> yeah, I just went up one block and over and then. Yeah, I used again. my yeah. uh, net pioneering navigating, <laughs> you know, navigating instincts. Yeah. To find my way successfully to the station. Mm-hmm. Once again, I got a great sense of direction. Mm-hmm. If you can't take a right here, go up to the next one, take a right, <laughs> and then another right, and then another right, and then a left, and, and you're wor- okay. And sometimes it works. <laughs> Yeah, so um, that's about it. Um, it's been an well, e- huh? It's been an eventful week. I got in a car accident yesterday. What? Yep. Now who hit who? But I live to talk about it. On your vehicle? Yeah, but get this. Wow. So I'm driving through the traffic yesterday on um, uh, Layton, and all of a sudden it it narrows from one lane to two with virtually no warning whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So you got everybody merging. So I was merged in and then there was a side street where cars were trying to cut out and cut in front of cars mm-hmm. too. And I was just sitting in traffic and all of a sudden, wham, I get hit from behind. Oh. But what happened was a car was trying to cut out of a side street and then the, the car that was going in the direction that I was, two cars back, kind of tried to scoot ahead so they oh. didn't get cut off. And then they hit the girl behind me, and she hit me. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was a chain. Oh. It's called a chain reaction, guys. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so anyway, I'm just sitting there minding my own business on a Friday night trying to get to the gym after a long, mm-hmm. stressful week, and boom. But what happened was it knocked my foot. When you get hit from behind like that, it, it surprises yeah. you. Uh, 
and it knocks my foot off my brake, and all of a sudden I'm going forward, and I recovered just in time to slam the brake on and not yeah. hit the car in front of me. You had enough distance between you and the Which other car. Which is why I always stress leaving a safe distance yeah. between vehicles. These knobs who tailgate all the time, which is 90% of the world out there, are not leaving a safe distance between. Right. Right. But, uh, you know, the bi- I, look, I locked out because I felt sorry for the, the girl behind me. She was pretty hot, actually. Um, <laughs> she's real hot. She, uh, she, got, she got hit by the, if you're going to get hit, you might as well get hit by a hot chick. Right? So anyway, but she got hit by a girl behind her that shoved her little car into me. Mm-hmm. So I kind of felt sorry for her because she had dents in the front and back of her vehicle. And the the lady, the the gal that hit us, she had like a Jeep. She was very apologetic. She mm-hmm. said, it's my fault. I was looking. I saw that car coming and I wasn't paying. And then all of a sudden I hit you. So she was apologizing. But she hit me right, you know, where you, where you go, to, go to put your uh, bumper hitch in? Yeah. You know, you yeah. Sli- I, I don't leave mine in because I've had them stolen before. Yeah. Course oh, you not. don't have a lock on yours? No. Oh, okay. Plus, I don't like having it sit there getting all rusty and crappy looking on my truck. You know, I got a classy looking truck, Tom. I keep it that way. <laughs> so what I do in place is so I don't have that rusty uh, hitch or whatever, uh, whatever coupling, whatever you'd call it, coming out. I've got like a little Ford emblem. You yeah, know? yeah. Cost me like 30 bucks. She hit me square right in that, in the, in, in the uh, didn't hit the bumper at all. Yeah. Didn't hit the bumper at all. So it crushed my emblem there. But I can't see any visible damage. No the other only, damage. Yeah. The only thing I'm concerned, though, is underneath, you know, you got that whole tow. It yeah. comes from the factory like that right. where it's yeah. set up for towing. I'm wondering if it possibly might have uh, compromised anything underneath yeah. there. So, Well, that's those are pretty solid. You know, they got like well, one, two, three, four, five, at, at least six big bolts holding those on, holding that onto the frame. If not more, maybe eight bolts it holding it out to, to the, the frame. frame. Oh yeah, it's pretty solid. Well, it has to be when you're. Oh yeah, towing when you're towing stuff. Well, yeah, you know, towing anything. Yeah. Well, the truck's nine years old too. You kind of wonder about. I was thinking about having it looked at though, mm-hmm. just in case. Have some, but I don't know if you can tell by crawling under there and looking at it anyway. If you know, if if anything's. You know, should be able. You know, an experienced mechanic should be able to look at it and be able to. You know, tell. I yeah. you don't know what happened to uh, my Mark I mean, Mark to Horton. He bought his brand new boat, his brand new Lund boat last fall, and he's got an older Ford. I I'm thinking it's a 2000, older than mine, maybe a 04. I'm guessing, or and he's going down the highway with his new boat, and all of a sudden, he looks and and it hits. The ground, the 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 tongue of the, uh, of the oh yeah, you hit yeah, the ground, both, yeah, and and he, he he was a miracle. He pulled off to the side of the road, and it it, it didn't slide into the back of his truck. And he he just carefully went on the, the shoulder. The boat came off of the hitch, and and the cops came, and they just laughed, and they said, I think it was Delafield cops. They said, "You're the luckiest sob." Um, he uh, no, underneath that what we were just talking yeah, about yeah. on the truck broke. Really? Yeah. That's amazing. Underneath the truck where that, you know, it's all connected. Yeah, yeah that actually had rusted really? and broke, oh, broke wow. off. Wow. Who would expect that? So that's wow. why I get a little nervous yeah, yeah, thinking little, yeah, maybe yeah, you got to have that looked at. Maybe but, you should, yeah. But how do you tell? 
I if don't it's know. Rust, if it looks all on the outside, but what if you got a crack or, or it's rusting on the... Well, maybe they know. go in there with you know and look really close. I don't know. Yeah, maybe you should have it looked at. Yeah, just in case. You know? looked. I don't think they could. It's, a hit like that couldn't bend the frame, could it? No. No. It was well, a mild, they, it, they, the, yeah. the girl behind you was at a complete stop, so there's no... Yeah. The only force that she has coming into you is the force of the other car pushing her in. Yeah. So there's no way it's going to bend your frame. That's why I don't think your your hitch or anything that no, is related probably, to it is uh, is probably damaged. Fine. Probably. Yeah. Fine. And I mean, you, your neck didn't snap, did it, or anything? Was it that hard to do something like that? Uh, well, you know, it jolted me yeah. forward. You know, it, I mean, anytime surprising, anytime, jolt, anytime yeah. you get a boom from behind, yeah. I, it, 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 my feet went off the brake and I mm-hmm. went forward for about 10, well, I don't know how many feet, maybe not 10 feet, but mm-hmm. man, it, it did surprise. Oh yeah. And, and it did hit, seem to, anytime you get a hit, it's, it seems hard, Yeah. but it, it you know. You know, uh, it, being a top-notch physical shape that I am, you know, with these thick neck muscles, there ain't no whiplash <laughs> happening here. You know, I, this what I don't understand is, you know, I'll, I'll be going down the freeway or wherever it is, and there's cars merging from wherever, or like if you're going down a street like you were, and all of a sudden you notice, oh my God, cars are merging. I, you know what? I don't mind. Uh, as a matter of fact, I had the experience uh, last this past week. There's a certain road I go on a lot, and and it's like one lane is closed, so you see it. I mean, I'll let the guy next to me in, and oh, then yeah, hopefully every, the guy behind me then lets one that's, in. You know, that's that's the way. Kind of like the, take turns. That's the unwritten rule yeah. that everybody has to follow. The guys I hate the are the guys. Merge. The guys that I hate are the guys that like. Okay, as soon as I see it's their merge get over, I try and get over right away. Yeah. Okay, right away. The guys I hate are the guys that go racing a mile down the road. Yeah. And then expect people to let them in. Right. Yeah. That I don't like. You them. are the knob that yeah. thinks you're better than everybody else, and in you, it, it, yeah. You're yeah. The, you're, cut, love, you're the one who but, cut in line at lunch yeah. when you were going it, back to grade school. Yeah. I, I love when that happens on the freeway, and you see a semi that just blocks the right-hand lane that oh, doesn't yeah. let anybody in. I love when I see that. Do, you mean do, you they, do they deliberately pull yeah. over to oh, yeah, the right the, a little yeah, bit? Yeah, they'll deliberately be half in the, the lane, lane, half in the other. That's they'll be what, half yeah. in that's... their lane and half in the other lane so nobody can dart around and yeah. be a jackass. And, yeah. But, no, you I, know, it, when it comes to people merging, I, I am never in so much of a hurry that, I, in other words, I would rather uh, uh, err on the side of, let somebody come in and rather than step on the gas and try to get in front of them, you know? I mean, uh, well, that's what happened with the girl that hit us. That's what I mean. Yeah. She, she stepped on the gas. Yeah, she, want, she didn't want to let right, another car. Yeah. I had let one car go through. Yeah. Then I went ahead and then I think another car was trying to cut through in front of yeah. her. Well, that's and, just it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know what? I, maybe when I was younger, I, I looked at things differently. Now that I'm older, I don't really care. What what's it gonna take? An extra thirty seconds off of my ride or or less? You know, I mean, I it doesn't bother me anymore. I don't worry about it. But like you say, the people who try to jump way ahead when they see that lane is closed, you know, like if you're on the freeway, there's always that. There's now. always those people who want to do that. I no, I don't. You know, I have at times pulled my car into that when it's getting down to the wire. I have like pulled over yeah, into that ways. lane a little yeah. bit, thinking, hey, buddy. You're not going to come scooting ahead. Yeah, I've been yeah. waiting in line here yeah. forever. I know. Yeah, yeah. You know, speaking of uh, rust, 
on my front steps of my house, I got these uh, 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 railings, metal railings. You know, those black things you see, they're decorative metal railings, whatever. Well, over the years, you know, sitting in snow and all that, they, they rust out at the base, and I have to replace them. And what keeps the, the, the post tight is a screw. Well, that screw gets rusted out. I mean, it gets rusted, and you ain't going to unscrew it. There ain't no way it's going to unscrew. I had to buy a chisel to, to chisel the screw out. I'll tell you, I was making up new four-letter words. I'm replacing all these posts, you know, and uh, finally got them all done. But, oh, oh, I even had to get out my Sawzall because one of the screws that was holding the railing, railing between posts that was rusted to the to point. It. I had to get out the sawzall and cut that baby. I'll tell you, I I had quite an experience on that this well, past Well, the most week. important home question <laughs> I have for you, Tom, is you ever have you discovered what was eating your tomatoes there? What wild life? I, you know what? I don't even care anymore. <laughs> you gave up? No, I mean, well, you there's, let him win. I saw some uh, chipmunks eating the little yellow tomatoes. Yeah, that's fine. The chipmunks you, you were got, eating the yellow ones. Well, they eat the little yellow ones. Yeah, they but like those. Those are the good ones. I don't care. Let them. Ha- I got so many of them. You go. You guys go it's right when ahead. When did you go soft on chipmunks? Uh, well, if I get a chance to dispatch them, I, as a matter of fact, they got a burrowed a hole underneath my air conditioner, the out on the outside. So I'm going to have to take care of them today. So. Are you, sure that, are, are you sure that's not the Wiley 13-line ground squirrel? Uh, positive. It's a chipmunk. It's a chipmunk. It's a chipmunk. You know we, the 13-line ground squirrel, yes, right? Yes, right. We talked about this last yeah, we year. We talk about that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Everybody calls those gophers. Yeah, it's not a gopher. It's not a gopher. No. It's a 13-line ground right. squirrel. Look it up. Yeah, and I got to remind everybody before we go to break, after the 715 break, we're starting the brand new 2017 season of the NFL football picking contest brought to you by Curly's Waterfront Pub. So you got it. So we're going to be asking for a contestant <clears throat> and if you beat us or tie us, you are going to win a $10 gift certificate to Curly's Waterfront Pub on Pewaukee Lake. So anyway, we'll be right back with more folks here on where the hell are Midwestern we? Midwestern Shooter yeah! Supply, cutting edge outdoors, That's coming it. to you from the uh, Coleman Insect Repellent Studios. Yeah, right here on 105.7 FM, The Fan. We'll be right back. What goes up must come down. Spinning wheel got to go round. Talking about your troubles, it's a crying sin. Pony, let the spinning wheel spin. You got no money, you got no home. Spinning wheel, spinning. Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, coming to you from the Bait Mate Fish Attractant Studios. And uh, uh, during our break, uh, we were talking a little muskies. I and Tom here in Lake Vermilion, and apparently uh, Ron Heidenreich. Our illustrious advertising manager. is up on Vermilion right now. <laughs> yeah. And he caught a how big? No, this uh, the last time he was on Vermilion, oh. like three a month ago. His wife got a big one she on the top She got a nice water. one, yeah. Yeah, she got a nice one. Yeah. How it, big was it? I can't remember if it was 46 or 48 inches, but what was cool was he had a GoPro on his head, and he's got another GoPro on, like, the dash that's pointing to the side of the boat where they're casting for, right. you know, from. And uh, he just happened to be looking at her, and you could see her bait coming in. And he just happened to be looking at her, so his GoPro was pointed in that direction that was on his hat. 
and saw the hit and cast the catch. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Was, you got somebody on the line today? Yeah. Yeah, we have Sebastian from Lamira. Oh, hey, good morning, Sebastian. How you doing today? Hello? Oh, you got to press that other button, I think. There you go. Hey, Why good morning, Sebastian. Greg now, to produce here. Actually, it's, actually, it's Hales Corners. Good morning, Tom. Oh, you're in Hales Corners. Then why'd yeah. you say Lamira? I drove by the uh, Midwest Shooter Shop uh, to the west. The big sign, uh, fucking the sky looked great. Oh, you're out there. I'm heading up to the Cisco Chain this morning. Oh, I see. That's why you said you were call- you were from Lomira. You're actually. I was up just drove by there. Yeah, yeah. you just drove oh, by there. Hey, listen, you yeah. guys been on for 15 minutes. I learned Bushy don't know how to drive, and you don't know nothing about how to get screws out of a. <laughs> no. Hey! Oh, really? <laughs> 15 minutes has been shot. Oh, uh, God. Hey, Tom. F- 15 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Uh, I was driving anyway. I'm not doing anything but sitting here anyway driving. Uh, I'm getting rid of screws uh, when they're rusted in. Yeah. Use heat on them. Just put a, get a little cylinder torch and hit You know what? You know what? I, I, I did try that. Really? I, I did try wow. that. I tried the Penetrol. I tried really? all kinds wow, of stuff, that's... and they were they were just not coming out. So, I oh. you know, I bought a $5 chisel and, you know, about four whacks of that, and the thing came right out, and there's no problem. <laughs> so <laughs> I just thought I'd give you a little bowl this morning. I, you guys are doing a great, great job. Well, next time no you problem. call, now don't say Lomira or Hales. <laughs> just tell us the mile marker you're by. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, right. hey, what are you, you said you are going up to the Cisco chain? Yes, I got a place up there. Yeah, yeah you're gonna. What kind of fish you're gonna be going after? A walleye. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna try some new things. Some. Uh, I don't. Are you familiar with the? Um, uh, let's see, the slow death hook. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, the bottom. I'm just gonna do some new things. Uh, that and uh, with bottom bouncers. Well, you know, I'm glad you're trying new things, Sebastian, because that's what we all have to do. You know, oh, every yeah. now and then you got to try new things because if one isn't working, you got to try other stuff. I'm going to try swing oh, yeah. dance so, this week myself. I figure I'll meet lots of old women that way. <laughs> you try new things. All right. I'll thank- let you know. I'll let you know how we do. All Me right, too. I'll let you know lot. if I meet some chick swing dancing. <laughs> okay. See you, Sebastian. Have a great day. Bushy, stay safe. All right. Yeah, take okay, care. Bye, bye now. That was actually pretty funny. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? He, when he started off, you Bushy don't know how to drive. 15 minutes of his life gone. <laughs> that was funny. So, uh, uh, yeah, so so what was he talking about technique for walleye there? He oh, said, he was going to use the a bottom bouncer. Oh, and, okay, and, I know and that. Probably but, a spinner rig, you know, with a bottom bouncer. Oh, I missed what he said before. Oh, he... You know, <laughs> excuse me, there's a question I have for the audience and for you, Danny. There's a question. Okay, we've been under this rule where one-line trolling in northern Wisconsin is legal, right? Yep. Has it? How has it affected the lakes in northern Wisconsin, adversely or not at all? Because, you know, a lot of people, there were a lot of proponents for trolling and a lot of people advocating against it. So... You know, I mean, there were some that said, yeah, let's do it. Others said, oh, no way. We got to be traditional, just casting. How do you think it's affected the the lakes? And I want to know from the audience, too, uh, if they fish in northern Wisconsin, how they felt, feel about it after this season of, and it's not quite over yet, but of trolling on the lakes up there. I don't think you're going to get anybody who's going to really have much of any opinion i don't think it's really mattered much up yeah. there see i think guys were up in arms 
few a number of years ago when they went to the back trolling with three lines and all that. I think that's where people were getting really, you know, upset with. But this is just one line a person. So, well, the fact is, that people didn't want it to become like Lake Michigan, where or like Pewaukee or, Lake, yeah, even. where people. <laughs> You're going along a bunch of planer boards, and yeah. they thought on some 300-acre lake there will be all these boats, and it's really not. It's really not going to happen. What it allows people to do, Tom, is it allows you to, if you have a sucker over the side of the boat, it allows you to turn on your trolling motor and go back 30 yards to get back to the weed edge after yeah. you're blown out without being accused of trolling, right. which and- I never considered that trolling anyway. That's just trying to boat control. It's not exactly. like you're... You're trolling your sucker. You're just, if you got a drift moving you perfect, well, that's trolling too, if yeah. you were to go by that yeah. definition. Yeah. So guys could work in your, tro- or if you get on just rowing, adjusting your boat. So that's more boat adjustment, trying to work your sucker along in a weed edge or off a drop off. And I, I realize that's why they did it in the first place, so that you could drag a sucker while you're casting, going along, you know, and casting. Well, you know, they, they caught, what's his name? Was it Greg uh, Greg Bone years yeah, ago? Yeah, Where he, <laughs> he had like a recessed uh, control, foot control for his uh, electric motor. Electric yeah. motor, and then the wardens went on the under sting yep. op, under, yeah, undercover went, sting operation, yeah, yeah. and he had uh, all those, you know, sucker lines out, and then they busted him for trolling but he later got off of that yeah he did because there was a gray area in there and i don't know what the gray area was he was actually yeah he was trolling it's like you know it's funny it's like i i talked to gray this is a number of years back he he caught a big fish he said he caught it on plum lake he really caught it on fence lake and that was at a time when he was trolling then too but nobody he didn't get caught and because he said he was using a a, a, a 12-inch grandma lure and uh, his new 7-foot leader, and he was casting it. I says, what do you got, like a 20-foot rod? I said, how do you cast that? You got 8 feet, you know, you got 7 feet a leader, a foot of of lure. How how are you going to cast that? And this is before the time when guys had 8 and 9-foot musky rods. Right. So you kind of, you know, I mean, you kind of knew he was trolling, you know, but couldn't prove it, <laughs> but you kind of knew it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. A so. buddy of mine who grew up up there said that he used to come in with stringers of big walleyes yeah, yeah. every week to the bar, and uh, and uh, they weren't all just caught from one lake. In in other words, oh. it kind of looked like Maybe a person's kind of like saving a bunch of them to put them all together and come oh, in. Hey, yeah, look at all these big. Yeah, yeah you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. We all do what we can to make ourselves look good. At least yeah. that's what this well, one guy had told me. Yeah. That, yeah, trying to make money up there in Northwoods. Yeah, you know, but uh, you know the the Sebastian going up and trying the bottom bouncers. That is such a deadly technique for walleyes, where you can use your electric motor, and you know you got a bottom bouncer that takes. It's kind of like a Wolf River rig in a way, only it's a little bit different because you got a little bit longer uh, uh, bottom bouncer, you know, piece of, looks like a coat hanger with a weight in the middle, some of them, you know, and then the, the bottom of the coat hanger is touching the bottom, but your 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 spinner rig is like a foot, or, a foot and a half off the bottom, you know, so you're just going along slowly feeling the bottom so that you're staying close to it with the spinner rig. And it's a very effective and deadly technique for walleyes. You know, it really is. Yeah. And, uh, but I, I sent my son Chris up, uh, he went up to the Monaco area 
And, oh, by the way, he told me some news up there. He was up there for Labor Day weekend. He was up there for about four days. Okay, they're going to open up, you know, the Monaco chain of lakes has been closed to walleye fishing for a number of years now, right? Was it two, three years, whatever? Well, they're going to open it up. They're going to open it up in 2020. They're going to wait until the walleyes are big enough. And until 2020, uh, the the Native Americans in the area promised not to spear uh, those lakes that were, you know, Manaqua, Tomahawk, Wagasaga, Mid. You know, they won't so they won't spear those lakes for walleyes. They'll wait until 2020, when it opens up for walleye fishing. But they might have special regulations like you know one fish or two fi- a two fish regulation or something. So Manaqua Lake will and the Manaqua chain will open up in 2020. But I can't wait. He's got to email me a picture of this northern pike he caught. I got to show it to you. I, I is it real big? It, it it's a dandy, huge. I I'm not gonna say any. I got well, come get, on. I got to get that email. I got to show it to you first. But right now we got to go to a break, and after this break, oh, that was wonderful. We're gonna be having the gut Listen report to the music. Yeah, the gut Breathe report. Deeply, put your feet flat oh, on Jesus. the floor and assume an erect sitting position. Back yeah, back. we'll be right back, folks, with the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Man, I'm gonna eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly! The Gut Report is brought to you by V Marchese Produce and Discount Liquor. You know, last we were last week, I think we were talking about uh, trout recipes. You know, for brown trout. Well, you know, they're still ca- catching a lot of brownies down there at the lakefront. They're catching some salmon. Uh, things are going good. And here, here's a recipe that I, I've tried. This this is really good. Uh, you can use it on salmon or trout fillets. Take the skin off. Make sure you take the bones out. And now you can adjust this any way you want, depending on how much fish you have. A cup of mayonnaise, a teaspoon of dill weed, dried dill weed, and about a quarter teaspoon or a half a teaspoon of garlic powder. Mix that all together, put that on the fish, and then bake it, like at 350 degrees for 35 minutes, depending upon the thickness of your fillets, okay? Now you can add things to this. If you like it a little spicier, put a little horseradish in there. If if you know if you like some other type of uh, instead of dill weed, although I think the dill weed and fish goes good together, but you could use other herbs if you'd like. But the thing is, is that one of my sons said to me the first time I was doing this, he says, "You can't bake mayonnaise. That's supposed to be cold. Won't you? Won't it go rotten or sour or something?" I said, "Nope. You can bake mayonnaise. So take the mayonnaise, take the dill weed, take the garlic powder, put that over your salmon or trout fillets and bake them up. It is good." The Gut Report was brought to you by V Marchese Produce. When quality counts, you can count on V Marchese Produce. Insist on the best. You can visit them at vmarchese.com. And also by Discount Liquor, where you'll find the best price and selection and service at 51st and Oklahoma in Milwaukee and Barstow and Main Street in Waukesha. For weekly specials, go to discountliquorinc.com. Come here, I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly! Frogs are a big deal right now, Danny. What? Frogs. What about frogs? Fake frogs. Fake for, frogs. For bass. Yes, fake frogs what are you talking for bass. About? It's too cold. There no, ain't no, no frogs around now. No, They're all yeah. done for the year. No, fake frogs. Hey, and especially 
when it gets even a little colder, uh, fake salamanders. Because there's a certain time of year in the fall when the frogs come back into the water. They, and they, and when they, did they leave? Well, they, they hop around. They're in the shore. Same thing with salamanders. And what they do is they come back, and then they burrow under the muck in that. You start throw if you can find an area where frogs and salamanders come into a lake when they're coming in in the fall, I'll tell you what, you you have found a hot spot then. You take a fake frog, fake salamander, you throw it in that area, you will catch fish. So the frogs Because the fish know where they are. Yeah. To start burrowing in for yeah, the... salamanders too. And yeah. the bass are scooping them up before they can... And it's not just bass. Walleyes, northerns. Well, I know they say the pike on the Bay of Green Bay will burrow their yeah. snouts into the... It, into the... Uh, muck there to get some of the frogs. Especially in the wintertime. In the wintertime. That's why you see a lot of northern pike with those... And bass with those beat up... Especially... You know, you see them with the the beat-up lower lip, you know, the red lower lip, but yeah. especially bass, too, when they're feeding on crayfish and there's, a, like, a gravelly area and there's a lot of crayfish because they're banging the bottom with their mouths. And you can kind of tell that they've been banging the bottom. Now, now tell me, um, do the bass feed on the rusty crayfish? Because I was told initially, or I read something initially when rusty crayfish first invaded... Mm-hmm. that they were more aggressive and the bass were less inclined to feed on them. Now, I don't know how a bass could be intimidated I, by a crayfish. I don't think they're not. Is I, that think, a, I think they're opportunistic. Is that a hornswoggle? I think that's a hornswoggle. Misinformation or something? I read it somewhere. Yeah, those rusty crayfish don't get real big either. You no. Know? They're, they're, not, they're not as big as the normal crayfish where you, see, where you can get a bunch of them and actually cook them and eat them, you know, yeah. or boil them. But uh, I don't... I mean, I don't know if rusty crayfish are more aggressive or not, but I don't think a bass, like you said, is going to be intimidated. Maybe by we one. gotta put them in a in a MMA ring and see who wins: a regular crayfish versus the rusty crayfish. We can run some. We can get this going as a racket, and then we can do the mineral races. Uh, John always wanted to do. We'll do it out at Smokey's Musky Shop Bar and Casino, and we can start our. Uh, Start our entertainment. Yeah, yeah. It's something to do on a cold winter day. I mean. Yeah. Hey, uh, how the muskies doing on in Pewaukee Lake and the other area lakes? Well, I will be out to tomorrow. Yeah. And uh, last time I was out, I did catch one fish trolling. The trolling bite for me personally never took off like it. In previous years, I'd always have some three, four, five fish mornings mm-hmm. uh, or evenings. This year... Fish, you know, I'd, I'd probably average a fish a trip. Uh, my best day, I think we actually had three fish on, and one was a big one and lost all three. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so tomorrow I'm going to do a combination of uh, trolling and casting. Uh, I talked to Paul Paul Mihalik, uh this week on Monday, and he was out about last week. He hadn't been out for a while. He'd been out about a week. I guess I talked to him Tuesday, and he'd been out the previous Wednesday or something. Mm-hmm. Um, he had got a 38-incher and a couple of follows. Mm-hmm. So he figured that the casting bite should start picking up. We've had cool nights and mm-hmm. so forth. So mm-hmm. uh, maybe we can call one of the technicians, one of the uh, highly trained technicians yeah. at the Muskie shop later today and figure out, ask them what's going on. I'm wondering, do you think the guys are starting with the suckers? Yet? Uh, most guys well, wait till like, October, but... A lot of people wait, but you know, you 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 can use them any time of the year. You'll catch fish on them, but um, most guys wait until 
Until that water temperature gets below 60, usually. You know, the thing with sucker fishing, I guess it, if you're trying to do everything, you got, you got the sucker rod, and you always got to pull the thing in and set the sucker in the water off to the side, and it just gets to be a lot more stuff in the mm-hmm. boat. You know, you yeah. got the sucker rod, you got this rod, you got yeah. that rod. I used to like to just go and, when I truly sucker fished, just fish suckers. In other words, just have no other rods mm-hmm. out there and just set the rods out and just work on sucker fishing all day. Yeah, but it's kind of good to be casting, too, because sometimes, especially when it's real cold, you're... You, you know, might get a I, follow I, when they yeah, grab the sucker. Yeah, and, and you know, when in like in November, I don't expect to catch a fish on a suck... I mean, on, a, on my artificial... I really don't expect it. I just want to draw them to the boat. That's all, you know. But one time fishing with Den- our friend Dennis Radloff on a little lake outside of Milwaukee, he said to me, and it, it was on, it was in November, middle of November. It was windy. It was sleeting on us. It was cold. I mean, it was a nasty day. And uh, he said to me, he says, yeah, right in this area. He said, uh, last week uh, we had a nice follow of a nice fish. You know, didn't don't expect it to, to catch it just. Bring them in to see the suckers and grab one. Second cast in that area with, I forget what big plastic I was using. It might have been a bulldog, might have been a, a Big Joe live action. I can't remember. Right. All of a sudden, it, it was like, I, I it, there wasn't a big hit. It was, I just started reeling, and it's like, I don't feel the bait anymore. So I reeled real fast. I felt the weight and then set the hook. It kind of like came up from behind it and assumed it, you know? Right. So anyway, and that one was, uh, I think it was a 44-incher, and it was really fat. It nice. was really a na- nice fish. Because um, in the fall, they do get Oh, they get chunky. Bulky. There's yeah. going to be some beautiful yeah. fish but, caught this year. Yeah. Pewaukee, they're... they've been fat in the summertime. They've been oh. feeding good. And same thing with those pike, too. Just think how Ooh. fat those fish are going to be this year. And this year, I do plan to ice fish out there. Of course, I said that last year, too. But there's <laughs> lots of, uh, lots. Of, you know, there's some. There's a good number of pike that are in that mid-30, even to yeah. high-30-inch range. And yeah. you catch one of those fat ones through the ice, and you got a decent, uh, you bet. decent fish. And hopefully the fisheries can follow the lead of the uh, Pewaukee Walleyes for Tomorrow chapter, where they... They, they, you don't have to necessarily bring in a dead fish to register it. Right, right. Yeah, I think they had it set up last year where you mm-hmm. could take a picture or something. You didn't have to, you know, there kill the gosh darn thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, because that's the one thing with the ice fisheries is sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, it, the fish could take a beating. Yeah. Well, listen, we got to go to a quick break. After this break, we will be playing the horn schwaggle. So you, we need a contestant. Uh, you're going to win a really nice prize package from Baitmate Fish Attractants and Coleman Insect Repellents. Danny's going to make three statements. You've got to say if it's a hornschwaggle or a no hornschwaggle. And if you get two out of three correct, you will be the big winner. So give us a call at 414-799-1250. That's 414-799-1250. And we'll be right back with more on Sports Radio 1250 AM and 105.7 FM, The Fan. Mustang Sunny.
Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, coming to you from the Bait Mate Fish Attractant Studios. And now we have our Hornswoggle segment, Mr. Douglas. Sell you a tractor. Um, who do we got as our contestant? We have Joe from Milwaukee. Okay, Joe, how you doing? Hey, guys. Good morning. Love the show. Good, good morning, morning, Joe. Thanks, Thanks for calling. Okay. All right. You, you, you like the show. How about even the first 15 minutes when we talked about car accidents <laughs> and Tom's porch? Uh, you know, I, I didn't catch that, so... That's good. That been... Okay, That's that wasn't good. maybe yeah, the most but, uh... stimulating. But here we go. You know how it works. I'm going to make three statements. If I'm BSing, it's a horn schwaggle. Uh, if I'm telling the truth, it's no horn schwaggle. So here we go. Uh <clears throat> The 13-lined ground squirrel is often mistaken and called a gopher. However, chipmunks and the 13-lined ground squirrel can sometimes mate and crossbreed, and their offspring is known as a chiro. Uh, hornswoggle. That's a hornswoggle. Thank you, Joe. Sure. The chiro is a Mexican, uh, like a yeah. donut. Yeah. The chiro, yeah. <laughs> Good one. Okay, the Henry Rifle. The Henry rifle was originally designed by a Mr. Henry Jordan. Uh, Hornswoggle. Hornswoggle. Henry Jordan was a defensive tackle for the Packers (laughs) during the glory years. And here, however, you're two for two, so you might as well go for the glory here on this one. Let's go for the hat trick. The uh, Henry rifles are actually made in Wisconsin. Hornswoggle or no Hornswoggle? Hornswoggle. No, that was a no horn swaggle. The Henry rifles are actually made in Wisconsin. They make a great line of, yeah, they make a whole bunch of great lever actions and all kinds of uh, calibers. So uh, um, if you're looking for a good, fine Wisconsin-made product firearm, check into the Henry rifles. Yeah. Well, congratulations, Joe. Yeah. Hey, um, so what kind of uh, flavor of bait mate fish attractant would you lean towards species-wise? Well, I guess a, a default is some advice. Um, what do you I like to use a lot of the attractants? What do you that, like to fish right? for mostly? I guess what would you largemouth is is my my passion. Get the garlic right. one then. Okay, we'll get you the we'll yeah. get you the garlic then because Tom yeah. new butter uh, new bower <laughs> over here the bass expert says garlic yeah. and then for That's the uh, Coleman insect repellent do you want DEET or DEETless? DEETless. Please. Deatless, okay. And, uh, okay, we'll get that out. Give it a couple weeks. It takes a while sometimes. I'll email this to the good folks over at uh, Wisconsin Pharmacal, and they'll get it sent to you. And uh, thanks for listening. That sounds great. Have a good day, you guys. Yep, take, take care, care, Joe. Thanks, Joe. Bye now. All righty. Uh, here's a little bit of news, Danny. What? Tell me some Secretary news. of the DNR, Kathy Stepp, is leaving her post. She's going to be taking a job with the Trump administration in the, uh, let's see now, where is she going? Uh, uh, envir- it's something to do with the oh, U.S. Environmental Protection Agency. Uh, so she's going to be leaving her post, and uh, Governor if, Walker will be replacing her with somebody else. I wonder, uh, wonder if Scotty will appoint me as the DNR secretary. I don't know. but What do I, you think? I don't know, but I'm asking. Hey, Greg, I'd be a good secretary, DNR. What are the qualifications to be the DNR secretary? Know. Not much. Or even to work in the Trump administration? Uh, not much. Are don't some of these people just kind of get into politics and all of a sudden they're they're in politics yeah. and they got yeah. and they make lots of money doing it? Yeah. Yeah. 
How do I get into well, politics? I wanted to ask the audience. First, I got to feel... my criminal record. <laughs> I got. Wait, they don't I look at that. All those. They don't no, look it doesn't that. matter now. No, you can say, remember, yeah, remember that time you jumped out of the window in the college dorm and got arrested? Yeah. I just wanted to ask the audience if if they how they feel about what Kathy Stepp has done over these years as her being secretary of the DNR. She's been doing it for quite a while since 2011, so the last six years. There's, uh, how do they feel that she's done? Has she ticked you off, or you think she's done a good job? But just out of curiosity, see, I I don't know either way. Uh, some people have blasted her, you know, and some people have praised her. So. I, I don't know. We're going to get as many calls on that one yeah, as we do that North Carolina, Tom. <laughs> the not, they is only a yeah. he, and the he is Al Shook. He would be yeah. the only one. Come yeah. on, Al, call us. <laughs> how did Kathy do yeah. for her? How many years did she have it? About six years. Six years. Yeah. So, but anyway. Well, she does hunt, I believe. Yeah, she, I he, think, she does some she hunting from and a family fishing. farm out yeah. in the country here somewhere mm -hmm. and i was going to send her a letter too about raising the pike limit on the bay of green bay from you know five fish of any size to something of something size mm -hmm. up there but i guess i got to send it to the uh person who's gonna take kathy's place how do they replace i does the governor have to replace her then yeah yeah he's how gonna, about you do it tom gonna... yeah i would i'd be happy to do it yeah, yeah. We'll, put, we'll put you in charge. Of I that, can buddy. sit behind a desk and delegate. You're I'm a good, good delegator. Good delegator. Actually, John was a great delegator. John Lehman, he was a great delegator. You do this, you do that, you guys and do this. Not a goddamn <laughs> thing ever got taken care of. Hmm. Uh. <laughs> you guys all do this. Yeah, okay, I used John. To tell we'll, John. We'll take care of that uh, right away. John, so and so company wants to advertise with us. Go give them a call this week. I come back. Like, Did you call? Oh, oh yeah. Where did I put that number again? Yeah, yeah. He was. Uh, yeah. He was something. Um, so, talking hunting here. Uh, last week Friday was our early Canada Goose opened, where uh, you could get the uh, get the five. Uh, Morning Dove also mm -hmm. opened. Uh, last week Saturday the Lake Sturgeon Hook and Line. On select waters opened. Have you heard whether did Gordy go up to the Menominee River and do any sturgeon fishing? Have you heard about that? Well, because he normally goes with his I, I, I sturgeon talk, society. Yeah, I think that's for the protection of him. I think he does, doesn't he? Watch no, the they river. go fishing. Oh, they do go fishing. Okay. Yeah, they fish him. Well, I saw Gordy this past week. Gordy, of course, is one of the. Fine technicians at Smokey's Musky Bait one and Tackle a Shop. Senior, senior yeah, he, he's got that really nice, finely trimmed white beard. Yeah. Uh, anyway, and uh, I, I saw Gordy this week. We chatted yeah. about a number of things, but he never said anything about sturgeon fishing. Yeah. So now that he's know. ninety years old, he might not be up yeah. to it anymore. Yeah. Um, let's see. A bear opened uh, this Wednesday uh, for Zone C for bait, A, B, and D. For the dogs, I guess. Um, at uh, seven fifty, we we are going to get a call with a bear report from up mm -hmm. north. So you know, speaking of bears, this a guide in Alaska, he he did something that was rather unethical. As a matter of fact, he's being charged with a crime, uh, with uh, you know doing it's not legal to do this. I guess he'd have you know he, these people would hire him to get a grizzly bear, right? So if he saw a grizzly bear someplace, he'd send his guys out on snowmobiles 
and then kind of get behind him and, and herd the bear towards the hunter, kind of push him towards the hunter so the hunter could just sit in one spot and, oh, okay, here comes the bears, you know, because they're running away from the, the snowmobiles. And I guess you can't do that in Alaska. Well, yeah, you can't drive right. them with a vehicle. Right. You're making a drive, right. basically. Yeah. You can't it's do unethical. that. Just like in Wisconsin, you couldn't get a bunch of yahis on four-wheelers no. <laughs> and say, okay, you guys all spread out and cut through that field. I'll wait over here. When I was younger, we I used suppose to— suppose they could pull it and just say, well, we all just kind of heading in the same direction, and we happen to chase a deer out to the guy. When I was no, younger, I we used DNR to do— DNR is way smarter than that. When I was younger, we used to do uh, deer drives, you know. Uh, I don't see a lot of people doing that anymore, but we what? used deer drives. Oh, our group used to the, do, yeah, we do deer do, drives do you every still year. Do them? Oh, yeah, do you we kind of wait. Most, yeah. most gangs, a lot of gangs yeah. will wait till um, the end of the season. They'll sit for the first couple yeah. of days, and yeah. then that last weekend where desperation sets in and you're like, we got to move these sons yeah. of guns, yeah. then they'll start making drives. Yeah. So some of my best deer have been shot on drives. Up up on, uh, up on in Douglas County, back where there were only five deer in the county when I was a kid, nobody wasted their time posting there. We did, we'd go up there and just drive from... Yeah. From well, that's what I mean. Start to finish, and you got to have enough guys in your group, or enough people in the group, to make well, it effective. Well, yes and no. Now, like, well, I'm not saying you need 20, but you need yeah, four, well, five, six guys. There, there is some real skill and strategy to doing the effective two-man drive. If you have good knowledge of the habitat and where those deer run, because my dad <clears> and <throat> my uncles, they from high school on. They could drive those river bends up there in Douglas County on the Nemagi River, and they could do two-man drives, put one guy, or I guess they'd kind of be like doing kind of pushes to each other where one guy would go up around the river bend, the other guy would walk through it, and a lot of times they'd chase big bucks to each other, uh -huh. uh, or they'd walk a hillside, one guy down by the river, one up above, and I guess they're just doing a slow push, and the deer would either run from the top on down to the river or get jumped by the river and run up to the guy on the hillside. So you can do effective two-man type things if you know know where they're going to run. Yeah, that's that's the problem. You don't always know yeah, where they're oh, going to no, go. It's, <laughs> that's it's, the it's, problem. It's not, uh, it's not always, uh, no. always going to work, but when no. it does, it's pretty cool. All right, well, it is time for the 7 o'clock update with Greg Janik. You have been listening to the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Stay tuned for the second hour of Power with Danny Bush and me, Tommy the True Newbauer. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.